Arthur's Playhouse. Jim, you're following me. We come to Arizona hoping to make a new start. Build up a big cow ranch. He'd be mighty proud to have his own this boy do that in his place. You will try it, won't you, son? I sure will, Mom. I'll do just like Pod want me to. Belle Hawes, pioneer woman, surveyed this new country of opportunity. And then she looked at her son, Jim, with troubled eyes. For the boy had something even bigger than the West to lick. Tonight, Author's Playhouse brings you a colorful picture of early days in the Southwest. Ray Nofziger's unforgettable story of a pioneer mother and son who braved the dangers of this last frontier. Blood will tell. grass over yonder so high. Them heifers is well nigh belly deep in it, Mom. Oh, it's good grass, son. Almost as good as what we left behind us back in Texas. Then why can't we stop and start our spread right here, Mom? Because this don't belong to us. Place your pa picked out for his ranch and he come out here last winter is further west. Even past Fort Kirtman a little bit, way up in the mountains. Is it pretty, Mom? Well, I never laid eyes on it myself, but your pa says the homestead he filed is come across the canyon mouth. And the prettiest little creek runs right down the middle of the canyon. Why don't Pa hurry and get back? He's been gone three days now. Well, he's got business to tend to, son. Maybe we'd better camp here and wait for him. Mag's sore hoof ain't getting no better and won't hurt him under rest. This little bench is as likely spot as I've seen. Patches could sneak up on us mighty slick through them clumps of sacaton and bear grass. Oh, we don't need to be afeard, son. Soldiers got the patches all on the reservations and plumb quieted down now. You reckon Paul be back tonight, Mom? I hope so. Listen. Hand me that rifle, son. Here it is. They're white men, Mom. Two of them. This is Arizona, and they don't pay to take no chances. It's fair enough, strangers. I got you covered. We're friends, ma'am. We got something to tell you. Alone. This is my son. You mean you don't want to hear him? Have him hear what you got to tell? That's where it stands, ma'am. Son, you better get out and loose herd them heifers. They won't stray from that grass, Mom. Do like I say now, please. Will you be all right? I'll be all right. You sure? Sure. Please go. I heard him, Mom. He's gone, Spot. Yippee, yippee! Now you can come closer. We're certain sure you're the lady we're looking for, ma'am. Uh, your husband, ma'am, was he a tall, black-headed, good-looking sort of hombre? That's him. Well, I... I hate to tell it to you, ma'am, but... But he got caught up with. He was riding with a bad outfit. We missed a bunch of horses over near Lordsburg in New Mexico Territory, and this morning we come up on the men that taken them off. They was camped near Bill Utter's ranch. 
And there was nothing we could do but what we done, ma'am. Your husband vowed we might locate you hereabouts, and he asked us to let you know what happened to him. Maybe you'd have wanted to speak with him first, but, well, some of the boys was in a hurry to get back. I spoke to him a heap of times. Never done no good. You can get him, ma'am, if you drive over to Bill Utter's ranch. You'll find a wagon road just over the ridge leading southwest. Well, I'll go fetch him. You might like to know, ma'am, he's taking it mighty easy. That's right, ma'am. He was as likable an hombre as ever we seen. And nervy, too. Joked and laughed and smoked a cigarette just before we... before the end. He had courage. He wasn't afraid of nothing. Dying, least of all, I reckon. Well, I reckon we'd better be a-getting. I... I'm sorry, ma'am. It's all right. What we done, we had to do, ma'am. A man steals a horse... I know, I ain't blaming you none. If there's anything we can do to help you and the boy, ma'am, we... can fend for ourselves, thank you, just the same. Here comes the boy. You better go now. I I got my own way of telling him what happened. I reckon you're right, ma'am. Well, adios. Adios, ma'am. What do they say, Mom? Get off and sit, son. I, I got something to tell you. Stand still, Spot. Do they know where Paul is? Yes. Son, the patches have busted out, burning and killing. And some folks wanted your Paul to go help fight him. I'll bet he done it. Yes. Yes, he done it. Arizona, every man's got to volunteer and go out and fight whenever the patches is off the reservation. Son, son, your paw was killed fighting him. He won't never be coming back to us no more, alive. Oh, Mom. You had a brave paw. He died to save us and other people in Arizona from being massacred by them murdering patches. Them two men told me that your paw died the, the bravest of all them that was that got killed. Did he shoot any engines? I reckon he shot his share of them. Them skulking patches is hard to kill, but your paw was a fighter and a mighty fine shot. There wasn't anybody could come near him with a rifle. I'd like to run into that outfit of patches sometime. I'd... Oh, Mom. <laughs> Don't take it so hard, son. In a little bit, I'll be driving over to bring your paw back here. We'll dig a grave for him. Here in the place where we got the word that he got killed. I'll go with you, Mom. No. No. You better stay here and loose herd the cattle. You got to be the man of the family now. Don't you be too sorrowful. Because your pa, he died the way a brave man ought to die. All his life, he was a respected man, honest man. Always remember that. And remember this. What's yours is yours. And what somebody else's is theirs. And you got no right to it. I'll remember, Mom. Your pa come from high up folk. Educated, too. Not like me who can't read or write. Yes, it was mighty fine, people. It'll be easy for you, son. 
Just remember that. Because blood will tell. deep grave, Mom. No, but it's the best we can do with what we got. I wish we had somebody here that could read from this Bible book. I blame myself that I can't. You know, where there's a regular funeral, there's a preacher that prays, preaches a sort of sermon, tells how well-liked and Respected the person he's preaching over was in the community. I wish we had us a preacher man, Mom. You and me, son, we don't need no preacher. No, not to tell us them things about you, Paul. We know that he give up his life for us and all the other folks that settle in this Arizona territory. We know he couldn't do no less because he was a horse. And all of the men of the horse families, gentlemen's son. I'd do the same, Mom. Of course you would, because you're a horse, too. Now, if you'd had some other Paul than Jim Hawes, you might incline to a heap of bad things. Might turn out ornery and shiftless and start to drink and gamble and to get money to gamble with, you'd maybe... Maybe you'd even steal. But you don't need to worry about none of that ever coming out in you, son. I'm going to be just as good and brave as him, Mom. Yes, I'm satisfied of that. You know, you poor and me, we come to Arizona hoping to make a new start, build up a big cow ranch. He'd be mighty proud to have his only boy do that in his place. Now that he's gone, you will try it, won't you, son? I sure will, Mom. I'll do just like Pa'd want me to. Oh, I know you would. Well, uh, we got to move on tomorrow, I reckon. Your pa, he wouldn't want us to stop short of the place that he picked out himself. We'll go there, son. And it'll be the same almost as if your pa was with us. Just like Pa said it was, ain't it? Yeah, just like I pictured my mind. Plenty of good grazing for the critters and the flats deep in the canyon and the creek there. The prettiest I reckon I ever laid my eyes on. We'll call it the J.H. Ranch, Mom. We'll name it after Pa. J.H. for Jim Hawes. And after you, too. Don't never forget your Jim Hawes, Jr. Oh, I won't, Mom. We can build us a big house to live in right here by the creek. There's a whole stand of pines up the canyon. I can cut a lot of logs and snake them down with old Mag and Jake. Yeah, but you want to be careful not to cut your foot with that axe. Oh, I'll be careful, Mom. If something was to happen to me, I don't reckon you'd be able to manage without no man around. Son, we've been here now on our ranch for six months. And between what you hunted and... Washing I've been able to do at the fort for flour and salt. You know, we've just made out right good. We'll make out better next year, Mom. We got a good calf crop, and 
I'll ride close herd on him this winter so the wolves won't get him. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, special-like. You know, there's something that I'll always feel ashamed for. That's not being able to read out of the Bible over your pole. You needn't feel no shame for that, Mom. Well, I do, just the same. Now, it's a right smart trip to the fort school, but not for a boy that can ride like you. And when you're a broad man and you should get to be a long ways off from home, I'd admire to get letters from you in your own writing. I could get somebody to read them to me. Them critters need looking after every day. And I would never leave you, Mom. Oh, but you can't tell, son. Likely be times when you just got to be away. Maybe off fighting patches like your paw. And if over and above reading and writing you used to learn siphon, why, it'd come in handy whenever you had a bunch of cattle to sell. Buyers, knowing that you wasn't able to figure, might take advantage of you. Won't it cost a heap of money, Mom? For books and slates and pencils? Well, as long as them officers down the fort like to wear their linen clean, I reckon we won't have no trouble managing, son. school, Mom. Oh, sure, now. Seven months of reading and writing like you got behind you now. Ain't hard to get in your feet wet. <laughs> Say, son, how come that big Durham bull of Colonel Waring's up in the canyon with our cattle? Now, we got to drive him right back down in the valley. Them calves we got last year in this in, Mom, they're wind just like they're Mexican cows. You could not expect them to be nothing else. That still don't explain how Colonel Warren's bull strayed so far. Well, he's got so many bulls. One more or less ain't going to make no difference to him. I, um... Well, I drove him up the canyon. It... It ain't like we were stealing the critter. No, no, it ain't stealing, exactly. But if you studied out like your paw would, keeping that bull with our cows about the nice thing there is to stealing. Now, the colonel paid big money for that dumb. Maybe, maybe you might ride over and arrange to make a trade with him for a good bull cat. You reckon maybe he'd... Well, I don't know, son, but I'd just talk to him right out and tell him that you was fixing to keep his bull up in the canyon. But you turned it over in your mind and being the son of Jim Hawes, you reckoned it wouldn't be honest. Son, don't tell me you've been all the way over to Colonel Warren's and back in this little bit. Yes, ma'am. Mom, the colonel was going to give me a good calf for a reward for bringing back his bull. But I told him, out, like you said, that I'd driven him up the canyon, a purpose. And what did he say then? He just laughed fit to bust. And he told me I could go over where his roundup wagon's working over on Cherry Creek and pick out two of his young Durham bulls. And we can pay for them with some steers next fall. Well, I think you've done a smart job of trading, son. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll own maybe half of this mountain someday. I'm planning to own the whole mountain, Mom. Colonel Waring, he can have the valley. Well, men folks see ahead further than women do. Now, me, I'd be satisfied with just a small ranch. But the son of Jim Hawes, he'll never stop short of a big outfit. Ah, it's the blood in a man that tells. (laughs) 
What seems to be the trouble, ma'am? My horse. He stepped in a prairie dog hole and threw me. Are you hurt, ma'am? No. Not much, anyway. When I saw the dust your horse was kicking up, I thought at first you might be an Apache. No, I'm Jim Hawes. My mom and me, we own the J-8 spread up the mountain at the mouth of the canyon. I'm Elise Kinneman. My father's Captain Kinneman. He's retired from the Army, and we have a ranch over beyond Cherry Creek. We just moved in a month ago. Yes, and I watched him build a house. Someday I'm going to build one just like yours for my mom. Isn't your father living? No. Now he was killed fighting patches while we was coming out here from Texas. That was six years back. And you and your mother came out anyway and established your ranch? Yes, ma'am. We drove out a hundred head of Sonora Longhorns, but we made a trade with Colonel Waring for some Durham stock, and now we most got all the fresh popping strain bread out, and now we got 500 head. But you couldn't have been anything more than a boy. I was 12. I'm 18 now. I'm 17. Do you go to the fort school? Yes, ma'am. Do you, uh, I mean, uh, well, you be going as soon as school starts again? Oh, I'd like to, but the captain says I've got to go to finishing school back in the east. He's quite determined to make a lady out of me. Oh. But I'll spend all of my vacations out here. And you can come to see me. And we can take rides together. Yes, ma'am. Well, I... <laughs> Better be getting you back to your ranch or your pa'll be worrying about what's happened to you. Especially if he sees your horse come in without you. Can your horse carry us both? Oh, yes, ma'am. Peter ain't so young as he used to be once, but he can still carry double. Anybody home at the J.H.? Well, Colonel Warren, come on in and say it. <laughs> I declare I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Hawes. I, I expect it'll be cooler right here on the gallery. Well, can I make you a cup of coffee, Colonel? No, no, thank you. Um, things haven't been so good with you this past year, have they, Mrs. Hawes? Why, well, I uh, wouldn't go so far as to say that, Colonel. Well, never mind. I I know they haven't. Uh, how old is young Jim now? He's just turned 21, Colonel. Man in years now. Though the Lord knows he's been a man in everything else since his Paul got killed. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Mrs. Hawes. You see, I knew Jim Hawes, your husband, back in Texas before he married you. Oh, no. I knew him very well. I even know how he died. Oh, Colonel Warren, you won't tell him. Promise me you won't tell him. He thinks his pa was... Killed fighting patches. And if he was to learn the truth that, that his paw was hung for a horse thief, I, I'd die. Think what it would do to him, Colonel Waring. Well, Mrs. Hawes, <laughs> surely you don't think that I'd be the means of him learning something that's best hidden? Well, I, I didn't think so, Colonel Waring. I, I really didn't think so. Well, I wouldn't bring it up now. Only I... I think there are some things you should be told. I know how Jim's been neglecting the ranch. You know that, too. But do you know he's been running around with a wild gang that hangs around the saloons off the military reservation? 
Yes, yes, I knew. He's high-spirited like his pole. I've fought it, Colonel Warren. I've fought it every waking minute of the day. I've, I've tried to rear him right. I, well, I was even hoping that son and Elise Kinneman might get married as soon as she finishes school next year. Well, there's nothing to stop it. Nothing that I can see. So far, Jim hasn't gotten into any real trouble. He, he's been in a fight or two with the soldiers from the fort, but he hasn't done anything criminal. But he's been drinking and gambling, too. And that can lead to anything. He's Jim Hall's son, Colonel Warren, and the urge is there. It's my fault. There's something I should have done when I first seen this wildness coming on him. Well, ain't you going to ask me where I've been? No, son. You're a man grown now. Where you go and what you do is your own business. I greased up the old wagon today. You know the one we come to Arizona in? I got to thinking that we ain't been down to your pa's grave for a long time. You can't hardly make out the mountain no more, Mom. Yeah, it's been more than nine years since we laid your pa to rest here on this bench. I got to thinking, son, that it might be a good time to come down here again. I got to thinking it might hurt your pa if he knowed that the company his only son was a-keeping. You... You know I ain't been doing right. Yes. I ain't never tried to keep you tied to my apron string, son. It's natural for a man colt to... Run to the end of the picket rope. But there's things the son of Jim Hawes can't do. Low-down things. And I was hoping that if we come to see your Paul's grave again, you might recollect that he gave his life to make it safe for us to live in Arizona. Why don't you never ask me to behave myself, Mom, when it makes you feel bad when I don't? I ain't got the right, son. Be like asking you to pay a debt you don't owe. Whatever you do, you'll always be my boy. If you ever do anything wrong, I'll know that it's only because I failed and wasn't able to take the place of your pa. You don't need to worry no more, Mom. Jim, my boy. Come on in and I'll call Elise. Uh, not not yet, Captain Kinneman. I... I want to tell you something that might come out later. If I knowed it would, or if I knowed it wouldn't, it wouldn't make no difference to me now. Because it's the truth. Well, sit down. Uh, what is it, Jim? It's about my paw. He was a no-account, Captain. When we come to Arizona from Texas, he left Mom and me to travel in here alone with a bunch of wild Mexican cattle. He was off with some men stealing horses over around Lordsburg. He was a thief by nature, I reckon. But Mom never suspicioned it. When it come to him, she couldn't see nothing wrong. What happened to him, Jim? 
Posse caught him and other men and strung him up. Maybe I better be a going, Captain. No. No, I wouldn't say so. Keep your seat, Jim. Go on. Thank you, Captain. They told Mom he died fighting Patches. But I seen the rope mark around his neck when Mom and me buried him. That's the kind of man my pa was. A liar and a horse thief. You don't have to tell me this, Jim. I got to. My mom always taught me over everything else never to lie. No matter how much the truth hurt. You're not finished yet. No, sir, I'm not. Mom always told me I got good blood in me from my pa's side of the family. That I had to do my best to live up to it. I got good blood in me. But not from Jim Hawes. Though it was more in me to be like him than her. Yep. It'd have been a sight easier to travel the road he took. But I couldn't. I couldn't because Mom thought he was a hero and died a hero's death. I wouldn't have Mom know for all the ranch land in Arizona what really happened to Pa. Just about kill her, I reckon. Well, Jim... You'll always be welcome in our house, even more now than you were before. I think your mother is one of the greatest gentlewomen who's ever lived. Greater than it's possible for a couple of mere males like us to appreciate. Well, well, thank you, Captain Kinnaman. And as for you, you rascal, I think you're the finest young man around the fort and the most ambitious. Someday you may own a ranch as large as Colonel Waring's. Captain Kenneman, I've just decided to add the Colonel's spread to the J.H. Just as soon as I've circled the mountain. If the lease is willing to change your name from Kenneman to Hawes, why, I got to make that H and J.H. amount to something. Sound like you're mighty happy, son. <laughs> I reckon any man would be walking on there that was in my boots today. What would you say, Mom, if I was to tell you Elise and me was fixing to get married? Oh, son, I'm so glad. So <laughs> glad. <laughs> it don't surprise me none that Captain be proud to give his daughter to you. Not with the paw you had. Oh, I ought to warn you, Mom. Folks that never know Jim Hawes is liable to give you a little of the credit or blame for the son you reared. <laughs> You have heard Ray Nafziger's short story, Blood Will Tell, adapted for Author's Playhouse by W.C. Simpson and directed by Mr. Norman Felton. Belle Hawes was played by Miss Hazel Dopheide. Jim, as a boy, by Master Leonard Smith, and as a young man by Mr. Ralph Camargo. Others in the cast of Author's Playhouse tonight included Miss Jane Webb, Mr. Sidney Alstrom, and Mr. Carl Cronkey. The music was arranged and played by Mr. Elwin Owen. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Marcel Wallenstein's gripping short story, The Connemara Black Fly. <laughs> Author's Playhouse.